Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Alindis Havens, CEO and founder of Alpha Influence Media, I almost said intelligence there, and host of Winner's Paradigm Podcast. How you doing, Alindis? Good, brother. Thank you again for allowing me to come on, brother. I appreciate you. Oh, man. I, you know, I appreciate that you are back. So for everyone listening, you don't know this because obviously this is the first time you're hearing it, but Alindis and I recorded yesterday and halfway through my computer freaked out <laughs> and kicked us off the podcast. So we're like three quarters of the way through and mid-sentence and then I just froze and dropped out of the call. So we're going to re-interview and we're already friends now because we already spent a bunch of time together. But for everyone else, Absolutely. this is your first and we're excited to, to get to know Lindus. He's a cool dude and he's, a, if nothing else, resourceful. So Lindus, man, thanks for being here and we're going to dive into it again. Absolutely. What is Alpha Influence Media? Absolutely. So Alpha Influence Media is a company I came up with my partner, Zach Babcock, um, which we can get into later. But in this case, Alpha Influence Media is where we came together, you know, and figured out, hey, what do entrepreneurs need who are taking that next step in their business, right? Where they're um, trying to dial in on their media side to dial in on their content so they can focus on their business and so forth. Basically, the recurring problem when I was talking to other entrepreneurs was they can, you know, get booked on other podcasts. They can be able to do Spotify ads and they can have someone, um, so what we would do is we'd have our team graphics, put that in there. And then we would have the professional voiceover artist say, Hey, you know, this is your ad for just for men, whatever it is. Right. So we put that ad in there, we slap it in there, link it back to your podcast, back to your website. Um, so it was, you know, you can do all these things for your podcast. In our case, you know, we offered a couple things, um, and it was, you know, that same premise of, hey, you know, my time, um, I'm booking for this or trying to get a hold of this special guest that I want. But in my case, I don't have the time to do that. So why don't I hand that off to somebody else who can do that? And at the same time, they're helping me with the content. So it's one where if going on three to five podcasts uh, a week, a year, for, or for a year, excuse me, is a lot for you. That's where you can be able to, you know, build that, have a strategic plan, you know, use some of those ads to be able to expedite that process. And that's where we really, you know, started helping other um, entrepreneurs like make that impact and figure out, hey, you know, what's your mission? Is it alignment or what we're trying to do as well? And then making it happen for them. That's super cool. So it's kind of a little bit of like a booking service plus post-production services wrapped together. Absolutely. And then if you needed uh, production, Zach's team has that. So that's where we kind of diversified and we're like, hey, we can do more for you uh, either before or after. It was just a booking service. And that's why I say media now uh, is because we introduced doing the ad campaigns again. We introduced getting them on other shows. And then pretty soon here, we're going to do like a Rails. Um, I'm working through that right now, figuring out, hey, you know, what's the best thing for us? How kind of make some of transitions? And I know how to do the transitions as in getting the videos we want, but it's more of a fact of uh, figuring out, you know, what do we have to offer that's different than everybody else? Because I feel like that's, um, when it comes to video editing, mm -hmm. the market's very competitive and there's a lot of people who are doing sure. great things, uh, but I kind of want to top that, you know, figure out, hey, you know, what else could we do, make this a little bit better, but then at the same time, teach it and break it down easier because that's the problem, you know, is mm -hmm. everybody wants to do it. You pay all this money, but why don't we do both? You know, why don't we 
get the the big contracts, you know, and do it, but then teach people and be like, hey, this is what you can do for your business. Coach them up on it because that's something that no one's doing is coaching each other on video editing. I bought a course and they teach you advanced things and I'm learning the basics, you know? So it's like, yeah, yeah you know, the advanced are definitely going to help me. How do you shortcut stuff like that? Uh, but at the same time, like that's just something that you could be in a monthly group versus buying this $400 course for. So that's where I clicked with me was like, hey, I'll do this and then be able to teach people these small things that's going to really take them up, whether they're going to be, you know, a first time client or repeating. Love it. And when it comes to like running ads and stuff like that for clients, is that to get them on podcasts or is that to like rep their brand and business? Like what, what kind of ads are you talking about? Uh, so the, it would be like Spotify ads or on, on any other um, podcast. Cause really we can insert that in to the audio. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, gotcha. so, so, so an ad targeting the listeners being like, Hey, you should check out this new podcast or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, for instance, there's a, there's a radio network that I have a couple friends in and they have that on there. So that's one example. Um, Spotify is cool just because it has that swipe up feature versus like Apple. Apple's more popular, but you listen to it, it just they have to take the action for themselves, which has a right. little bit, you know, pushback because you're either really invested and emotional and you want something. Like I bought a course through a podcast, or you're like, nah, not for me, you know what I mean? And just skip that part. So mm-hmm. it's one of those where like they can click on it, go straight to your landing page, straight to your website, straight to your free ebook, your mastermind. Um, and then I found that, you know, that's where you have a lot more successes when you have that touch. But at the same time, you know, we're still doing the work, getting you on the shows that resonate with you, um, getting you in touch with the right people. So it's like, it's expediting a little bit faster, but then you got that media game pushing it to where when you guys link up on Facebook and then other people start commenting, you're like, oh shit, you know, now slowly we built that movement a lot quicker than what we would have. Nice. That's very cool. So have you always been entrepreneurial then? Or like, how was, how did you become this business owner person with this mindset of, you know, building instead of like, I'm going to go work and get a paycheck. Like I show up, I, I show up and I make money because like one entrepreneur to another, it can be hard being like, yeah, I don't know if I'm feeding the babies today. Like, <laughs> you know? bro, you're, you're a hundred percent right, brother. And I love you for saying that. Uh, yeah. So as we talked about yesterday, I'm resourceful. Um, it's the one thing that I've always kind of figured out for me and, uh, little bit about me. So my parents split up when um, they're like 1921 when they had me. So real young partying, doing dumb things. Um, I matured quickly because I had to, you know, it was one of those they'd ask me for advice or like I was that best friend type roles to where it was difficult as a kid because it was, you know, having these different roles. So I say that all the least. Um, I didn't really ask for anything when it got to points. And for instance, you know, um, my dad, I lived in Fresno, California, so center California. Fresno, my dad, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, again, relax. Uh, and my dad moved to Oakland, so about two and a half hours away, and then he worked in San Francisco. So he wasn't there during the week. Um, it was one where like we used to eat fast food all the time because my stepmom would get tired from work, the gym, buy Taco Bell every day. My dad would always be like telling me shit, you need to lose weight, this and that. I also wrestled, so it was one where it was like um, – that was before I was cutting weight because I was bulking. So I didn't really care what I was eating at that time. And like, he would always say shit. So it went to like, not really having food in the house. And I didn't want to ask for shit because again, like I didn't want nothing to do with them. I was just pissed about it. You know, I wanted to be back with my mom. Um, so it was one where like, I got a video, I got FIFA, for instance, I traded that to somebody for clothes and then took that there. You know, uh, the school I went to, they had good school lunches, but if you racked up, you weren't like allowed negatives on your account. So if you racked it up and I got free lunch because my dad got uh, 
he got laid off from his job. He was supposed to move to Pleasanton and then he ended up uh, going to school and um, just went all in like on school and then eventually got his master's bachelor or excuse me, bachelor's master's. So that was kind of his thing then. So at that time he did that, I got free school lunch. So I'm selling it because they had like pizza muffins and stuff. And then I moved back with my mom and that's where like, it kind of went to the same thing, you know, like we always had food in the house. So mm-hmm. fucking blessed for that. Um, but there was sometimes when I asked for money, fuck no, you know, and I remember like seventh grade, I lived with her before I moved with my dad and I needed $13. So it was something that pissed me off. Where I'm like, I can go sell something. So that's really how high school was. Like I knew my friends were smoking weed. All right, cool. Hey bro, give me 10 bucks. I'll go to the store, get you some hot Cheetos. You want to fucking drink? I got you a drink too. Hey man, do you care if I take $2 and get something? Yeah, get yourself something. So it was like, I slowly was able to get what I wanted, but I didn't ask for money, you know, and I figured that out. Um, in my case, it was like just what I needed for the moment. You know, I didn't get strategic and have dollars and everything, but it was really like um, figuring out what kind of resources I had, how I was going to do it, you know, got to the military. Um, a lot of that, my early military career was the same thing, you know, was kind of doing the best with what you could and then just making the best of the opportunity. And in my case, uh, growing up, it was one of those, you know, where I'm two years older than some of my cousins and then they're two years older than me. So there's a gap. My parents wanted me to be the tough one. So it was one where like, I always felt alone in a sense, uh, but that's why I was so independent and just wanted to do my own thing was I needed to provide it for myself and no one really was going to give that to me. Um, no matter how it is, you know, sometimes parents did and they, and they did a very great job, you know, providing what I needed. Um, it may not have been the emotional side and like the love sometimes, but mm-hmm. I had the food, you know, we had clothes, um, place to live but it was like those small things where it was like something was always missing um if I needed anything extra you know we didn't have the money for that it was kind of one of those where I was like yo I got to figure this out for myself and I I, like there's a lot of negative there right but I love the fact that you became strong from it absolutely right like you became like you were resourceful and you didn't play the victim cards and you played the I'm going to make something happen and that is phenomenal and like as a human and a person, like I'm super proud of you. Like, appreciate you, brother. Because that's hard. It's hard to wake up sometimes. You're like, yeah, life sucks. I'm gonna go grind. Like, I'm gonna grind it out. And like, you did that. And that's like all the respect and props to you for that. Um, something we didn't touch on that I'm curious about is how did you decide to go into the Marines in the military? Like, well, how Ooh. was that decision? Because like, from the dichotomy of like being resourceful and scrappy and fending for yourself and like making something. Like I, I come from a military family, like my dad was Air Force and you know, I've, I've seen that, and, you know, the lifestyle that it is and how they tell you what to do and you do it. Like <laughs> it's, it's very different from being autonomous, right? You, you give up your autonomy when you go into the military. So from being resourceful and scrappy and creating, how, what was that transition into the military? Like, how did that come about? So for me, it kind of, uh, first I had the chip on my shoulder Um, Like we talked about, you know, it's, I always proved myself and it's even something today, you know, I still like, we got into a little bit yesterday, but uh, (laughs) I still kind of have, I don't have that chip necessarily. It's just, I'm, I don't like the bullshit. So I don't like the entrepreneurs, you know, that be painting the picture, but they're not really about themselves. You know, they're not really, um, I like to say, you know, like Lambos and stacks of cash. It's like monopoly money with $3 on top. 
yeah or or they're they're telling you about their life and whatever and grind 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 but they don't make time for their kids they don't make time to relieve stress you know and be healthy for themselves i understand you know there's times where like you can't be physically fit but it's not even the fact of being fit it's the fact of you making it a priority in your life to be fit so if you openly say like nah i don't work out at all and then you're telling me about your business problems and something like that's an area you can focus on right so that's the shit but um in my case you know it was, um, my dad was a Marine. He didn't get really too far in his career. And he always said, I'm a Marine and just story never really checked out, you know? So, uh, part of it is I would have to ask family about the answer about, you know, what is this? And that's how I collectively figured something out. So it was the chip on my shoulder. You know, I want to be the best. Um, the Navy recruiter came on by and, um, he's like, Hey, your score's too low. You can't be, uh, a corpsman and be a medic like you wanted to. So he was overweight and he was trying to tell me about, how I can be like in the best shape of my life. And then, and I'm like, nah, I don't really like, I don't want to be in the Navy. You know, you look like shit in uniform. And it was just kind of like, <laughs> there's the cockiness again, you know? So here comes an army guy and, and army's like, well, you can be a, a AC mechanic and you're going to have a great thing. And when you get out, you can have a job. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't do things with my hands. I'm not being AC mechanic. I'm either doing supply or being a grunt. So then go to the Marine Corps side, the recruiter knew not to pitch me. Hey man, do you want to come work out with me? Hell yeah, I did this. This shit's easy. You know? So it was one where it was like, <laughs> that's where, you know, I liked it. Um, getting into like boot camp, for instance, and stuff like people always ask, like, so, uh, I'm fucking one of the most uncoordinated people you'll ever meet. So <laughs> drilling, marching information, like I got fucked up every day, like push-ups, thousands of burpees. Like I'm that guy, <laughs> but I can do 30 pull-ups, you know? So they're like, how the hell could you do 30 pull-ups? And they're like, you guys fucking make me work out all the time. Of course I can do that. So that was back then. Um, now, you know, my body slowed down a little bit, but it was one for like the physical side, like I can do it. And then kind of the mental side. Um, I played sports all my life growing up. My dad, I would chew my ass out. You fucking suck. Da, 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 da. So hmm. When they're screaming at you, like, I didn't really give a shit. You know, I, you could scream at me. And then two minutes later, I'd be like, yo, let's go get some ice cream. Um, it's just my personality. Like, I know how to process it. I may get upset, you know, and I may be like, okay, I can tell, you know, or, or I may not, you know, and that's one of the things of like, you know, learning that survival method is you can tell or you're wrong, you know, and, and in my case, like, uh, you would say something like you're lazy and then you may mean it as like words of motivation, but I'm like, oh, you're, you're saying something. So I may do what you wanted, but still remember that. So in my yeah. case, it was like easy through that, you know, and then just seeing other people complain and then I'm like, all right, I know I'm better than this guy. So that's where like that competitive nature kicked me even more. Um, and it allowed me to shift, but it was extremely difficult. Even like I get through boot camp, you know, and I'm like, oh, everything's going to be good. Well, my mom, my stepdad lied about being back together. Um, my stepdad catches my mom. So we had a party at the house and to sum it up really quick, um, party at the house. The only bathroom that's open is my mom's bathroom in her room. So my stepdad, uh, the whole day was acting fucking weird. I bought him a bottle of Jack Daniels. He didn't want to drink it. So he's just being weird, you know, in the garage by himself. My wrestling coach was there who kind of was like a father figure to me. He's seen me like almost fist fight my dad and, and all this. So he was like my uh, therapist for say, and we would lift weights together. And like, that was my person. Right. So he comes up to me. Hey man, I'm going to the bathroom. The only one that's open is my mom's. Apparently my mom's in the, the bathroom. Um, 10 seconds passes by and then uh, 45 goes off. My stepdad almost shoots him within a centimeter from his face. So it was one yes. where like SWAT team came in, got my brother and sister and my stepdad was at the door, you know, with the gun talking to me and um, I was just fucking pissed. Like, and I started thinking reckless again um, in, in, you know, really going through that. Couldn't really process that because it was again, you know, mission. And then shortly after that, one of my cousins got stabbed nine times. So it was one for me where it was like, I got away from home for a reason 
And then it was all these things happened that like reminded me it. So it messed me up to the point where like, even now, um, I still believe it's a shithole, you know? And it's like, I get my wife has family there and we need to go hang out, but it's like, I don't want to be there. Like there's, we live in San Diego, you know, there's so much nice things around us and that, but going back down there, it's really that, you know, a lot of the people, uh, whether it's family or friends, they have that small minded mentality in, oh, I don't want to do this. And I'm just okay with mediocrity and complain about their problems. And I'm like, Hey, like we helped you, we do this. Like, you don't understand it's hard. I'm like, I know what hard is. Like yeah. I get up at 3am to go to the gym. I take care of the little one all day, run the business, two podcasts now. Like, so you, you can't say like, you don't know how it is. Cause a lot of people do. It's just about what you do. And if you have a problem, that's where other people can help you. And that's where you can get it from is the people you invest in. So it's one of those where it's, it's been a roller coaster. Wow. Yeah. No joke. <sighs> So, <laughs> because, so, so you went into the military then as essentially to like prove yourself that you were better than your dad. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, that was a lot of it. Um, it. It just was one of those, you know, he, he had a medical reason why he didn't get through it, you know, and that's respectable. Uh, the reason why I say it's not is he never officially graduated. And then he, just lies about the situation so what was your job oh i was going to be an amphib driver you know i was going to drive everybody onto the beach did you have a license before you went in no i didn't have a license well then you probably weren't going to fucking do that job you didn't have a license because i've talked to other like motor team mechanics that had that job or whatever it was you know the billet of it you have to have anything you drive you have to so it was kind of that but my dad's the macho the badass like strong as fuck gets the girl so it was just like I don't understand how my dad's this fucking greatness. And then for me, it's like nerdy, you know, uh, I was fatter when I was younger, older, got, you know, started lifting weights and started lo- being uh, fitter. And that's where like, I started attracting people to like me, but it was like a lot of mental hurdles. I had to overcome for that because it was like mm-hmm. so much things, you know, um, you start getting what you want, but then it was like just drinking all the time, just being fucking stupid. And you're like, you know, this doesn't feel like me and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. So it was really you know, part of it, military going through that. Gotcha. So how, how uh, long were you in the military for? Just four years. So uh, actually year two tore all the cartilage in my right knee. And then that started another journey of uh, battling that injury. And yeah. Yeah. That's a, whole, that's a whole thing for sure. So then you got out of the military, like sweet freedom, right? Civilian life. And then how do you, did you go straight to a WSU job or did you start your, like, I'm going to start making something for myself. Where, where did that journey take you? So uh, I got brave, bro. I went 1099. Uh, I went to do home improvement sales and straight commission. So good thing. Uh, I made seven G's, you know, one month. And I'm like, oh, this is the fucking greatest month ever. And then I made months where I didn't make jack shit for two months. And it was because the price book was outdated and, and there wasn't everything there for me. Uh, so they were like, hey, call this client back. Oh, guess what? $2,000 more or ad campaign. Save on summer savings. Like there is no fucking summer savings. We can give you... Um, we can give you, you know, 12 months, no interest. But then after that, you know, here's my commission. So it was one where it was just like, yeah, this isn't for me. Uh, I went to a mortgage brokerage and that's where it started hitting more adversity. We had our second miscarriage. And then um, I failed my mortgage exam three times because I'm, you know, trying to have a family with a wife, you know, going to the gym early in the morning, finishing up my bachelor's degree. So it was like so many things were going on. And then thinking about the podcast that I was just like, am I a failure or is it everything that's going wrong? In my case, um, it was more an alignment issue. It just was working somewhere. And like I said, you know, frat guys getting off their mommy and daddy's couches, the way they act, they say certain things. 
you don't have a Mercedes. And I was just like, bro, like no one gives a single fuck about your Mercedes. Like you have a Mercedes, but you're eventually going to get another car. It's going to break down. So no one cares about it just because you think it's cool. But I have a family I provide for and all these things. And in my case, it was like being independent, doing my own thing. So it was one where, you know, I, was a, I wasn't at peace with the situation, but it was more of once I moved on, you know, moved on to another job. Uh, that's where it clicked for me. It was like, all right, you know, finally somewhat where I want to be. Uh, and then even in that, after that position, how to move on. Gotcha. And then from in, from within there, then that's when you met Zach, right? Yeah. So within that time frame, uh, or excuse me, before I got out the military, um, I commented on his Facebook group and I was like, Hey man, I just wanted to say thank you. Like you're an inspiration, you know, you got out of prison. Um, I'm getting out the military, you know, and, I'm, and, and it's one of those, like, I don't know type deals because they help you, but they don't, you know, they tell you, Hey, this is how you do the outline of a resume, uh-huh. but they should check your resume. They should check what the hell you put in your resume to see if it's good. You know, they don't do that. So it was one for me where it was like, um, one of his guys reached out, Paul, and then I established a relationship with him being cool. Um, I dropped a podcast and then, uh, $47, he dropped a course and I joined it and it was just like a monthly group after that. And, um, it was one of those where I was like, put it on the credit card in, in, in April of this year, that's where, um, I was in that monthly group. And at the time, you know, my nanny moves to Minnesota. So I'm holding the little one making sales calls. And that was, you know, getting through, uh, to my job where I was helping veterans, the VA claims and the job came at me sideways and I told him, hey, you know, I work 60, 80 hours. Here's my corrective action plan. This is how I'm going to be able to take care of my daughter and be able to make these calls. This is how I'm hitting my numbers. And the job said, uh, is your heart still in it? And that's where I was like, all right. You know, so I was pissed one day. I go into Zach's group. We start talking about it. Zach's talking about um, being able to make, you know, money off your podcast from having, uh, from promoting other products and stuff like that, affiliates. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, and I was just like, well, I don't know if I really want to do the podcast anymore. Um, I didn't want to give up on it. I invested way too much into it, but it was one where I was like, this job isn't for me anymore. Yeah. You know, Can I uh, interrupt you for just a quick second? Cause yeah. I think it's, it's so powerful what you just said, like 60 to 80 hours a week and then being like, Hey, do you still care? Like, bro, <laughs> there's a reason like the whole quiet quitting thing is a thing now, right? Like, that was me at the mortgage brokerage. So that's yeah. why, you know, working that job, I, I just, uh, I felt like it just wasn't a fit. Like they were a veteran company that helps veterans, but they didn't really give a shit. My wife's also in the Navy right now active. So they didn't care about that, you know? And I was just like, all right, you know, so I started my day at six in the morning and I was just trying to say like, Hey, certain things. And they're like, Oh, can't you just take our base? I was like, bro, that's not how that works. Like it's a two year waiting list what no it's not I'm like do you want us to call and check what place we're in today so it was just kind of like dealing with that but they didn't really care uh in January I was out in Texas and they had a transformational leadership course and I was at that course like arguing with the chief of staff and be like no this is what you're doing um we had a hundred bonus that was our number to hit for the month and that's bonus right so then you get your two thousand dollars extra but if you don't hit it they act like you're getting fired so no minimum of whatever you know comes out at 65 82 and I'm like, so what the hell is this? Like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Um, so it was one where, you know, once that started to happen and thank you for, you know, pointing that out. Um, yeah, once that happened, I was already pissed, you know? And I was like, I want something else. Zach's like, we see potential in you. I also said like, I was my own boss in the Marine Corps. You know, I was talking about that. And then two, it was like all the work that went into it. 
Um, so it was, you know, putting things on Facebook, talking about the inner journey, things I've battled, you know, having the conversation with him briefly, uh, getting other guests on my show. So it was something where he's like, yeah, I definitely want to work with this dude um, because of all the things I had going on and was doing. Yeah. Well, I think like the quiet quitting thing too is kind of like yeah. union, like sub-union 2.0, right? Like people are like, oh, boo, unions, boo, they're no good. But it's like, the reason we have weekends off is because of unions. Like you have paid lunches and like eight hour work days because of unions. Like <laughs> this whole idea of like, I'm tired of companies treating me like shit and I'm going to like have a life outside of work and I should have a livable wage and not have to work five jobs to support my family. Like that's not quiet quitting. That's I have standards and I'm going to live my life like a human. Cause I'm not some like Terminator robot. Well, even <laughs> Well, I seen something they were saying that like, even some of the quiet quitters besides Amazon, I heard they have like something crazy where if they catch you not working, like my ass would be fired. Um, Cause I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to be running around and doing this. I got injuries, you know? Um, but apparently there's some jobs that like, they don't care about quiet quitting because they have so many people that they're like, oh yeah, they just do this, you know? And it's true. Cause like you have those jobs where like you're working there and then there's uh, definitely sandbaggers, you know, where they're not doing what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. and then you know they're just not pulling the weight everybody's getting upset but it's kind of that you know like i dealt with that in the military so i just found that funny when they were talking about that because that was me at the mortgage brokerage i'm like you know what i did i have a good commission check i did this work today uh fridays was terrible that was like we would there's there's yeah. a real balance like yeah amazon doesn't care because they know that there's enough people that'll come in right behind the other people because of what they're offering but Absolutely. there comes a tipping point of being like people will demand a certain livable lifestyle or wage. And if you're not going to provide it, like the business will suffer and then there will be a correction. Like there's always, there's always a tipping point. And in Amazon's case, right. Amazon's case is cool. Enough people have to end and then they will change. Like there's no two ways about it. It's just that people have to be willing to make the sacrifice and other people have to be willing to support them, not be like, yeah i'll do it for five dollars less you know like 100%. or they'll do it and then like you know two years later they'll be like wow i really hate my life that was a bad choice <laughs> you know, like there's a thing but yeah like it's just as a boss when i've hired other people the first thing i always tell them is my job is to make you successful like that is that is my whole point like my immediate actions is to do what I can to help you be successful as quickly as possible. And if something is wrong, I want you to tell me, like, I'm actually, I, just before our call, I was talking to another guy. He's like, Hey, like, we need to talk about the uh, video copy on your website. Like, and he's like kind of beating around the bush. I was like, Hey man, <laughs> I was like, if you think it's shit, tell me it's shit. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, I want your honest opinion. Like, it's not a personal thing. Like, if you think the copy is not good, tell me. Like you are my salesman. I want you to be successful. And if you need me to change something, then communicate with me. Absolutely. Like, and I feel like a lot of companies and businesses, bosses, management, like there's not this openness, one to change, but two to feedback from people who are, you know, below you, quote unquote, right? Like not your superior. No, you I, I get and, that. I get that a hundred percent. Cause when I worked go. at that, yeah. When I, when I worked at the mortgage brokerage, I went to be a junior loan officer from like one of the top loan officers in the country mm-hmm. and my job changed. Like he wanted me to do paperwork. I did a little bit of still, uh, in taking calls cause they had like a round Robin and 
they paid for it. So they're always like, we're paying millions of dollars for leads and you guys don't even pick up the phone. So they would get mad about that. And then my number started dropping and I was getting all these crazy calls, people screaming at me all the time. Uh, a lot of calls that like I couldn't take because of the loan type, you know, the loan officer's like, nah, I'm not doing this. And then they would like, I would be like, Hey, you know, could you give me anything else? Like, what are you doing? I'm literally telling them verbatim every single thing that they want. I'm following it to the fucking T and I'm still, my numbers are dropping. Right. And then they're getting mad at me about it. Like, you need to figure this out. Like, bro, I just fucking told you I'm doing everything you guys told me to. You're listening to my calls. What is wrong with me? You know, like I'm literally trying to scounge on the ones or they're like, I'm not interested. Or in that case, like it did seem scammy just because uh, you had to get their social to run a soft credit check before you did it. So that was like the biggest thing, you know, other companies probably, probably wouldn't deal with that. <laughs> Hi, but... sir. My name's Andalus. Can I have your social security number? Yeah. Yeah. No. So it was, so it really was that, like, it would just be fucking arguing with old ladies for like 20 minutes. Okay, fine. Want me to, and then they'd give you the wrong one. So it was just one of those where they were like, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Eventually we got the house with keys to this house. And I was just like, I quit. <laughs> as like again as a boss like our jobs should be and gary v says it all the time right like take care of your people Absolutely. and i think that's it's just lost in translation in a lot of places so that being said though you have alpha influence media you have uh any people under you or is it just you absolutely so it's me and then the uh co-owners would be zach and then tim holloway which is the coo uh, so they're really the two that helps me out. Me and Zach are more on the visionary level. Mm -hmm. And then Tim, uh, just master at operations. So yeah, if you ever want to learn about your business and kind of operation sense and how to be more structured or certain things you can do to be able to optimize efficiency, uh, one thing he does extraordinarily well is he takes videos of every single thing he does, and then he'll send it to, you know, when he's training people. So um, he's always busy and sometimes he will reply right away. But in the case that he didn't, Hey, I sent you a video that's going to have this on how you can be able to do this. Or when you give it off to, um, a VA to do or something, it's going to be exactly, Hey, this is what you do. This is what you click on. This is what you don't do. Um, so it's one of those that's like when you build that team and you have them trained up, um, he's mastered that. So really good people. And then in the future, we're going to be bringing some more on. That's so oh, cool. and, and then our, uh, sorry, we have a consultant, Cali Keen. Um, he created hundreds of products with all the biggest companies out there. Amazon, you think of it, um, he does it. So he's one where we will talk about it from a large scale because he pitches these big companies. He worked on these deals. Um, for instance, he sold, it was like $700 fidget spinners for EDC. And they closed, <laughs> yeah, they closed 130,000 before, uh, or that was pre-sale. So mm -hmm. It was just one where it's like, he does more um, like physical products. Right. So a little bit different pitch, but it's really the same. So yeah. he's big in that e-com. So we'll get him in there and, and really uh, work with him on like connecting him with guests that he wants as the exchange or just like learning from him, um, which is a mastermind group that's amazing as well. Cause he like, he's just one of those that wants to give out that, that uh, all that knowledge, but it's really like a trip, you know? having the dialed in team where they all have their strategic, strategic strong points and they help you. And it's like, they look at you in all aspects of life. So it's one of those where it's like, we love each other as people and we're good friends. Um, but it's because all these things that we got going on and we're like, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing here and how your finances looking, how your family looking, you know, uh, I know you got anger issues. We, we spoke about this before. So how you been doing there? Like, what are you doing? How are you journaling? You know, how's that coming along? That's cool. And 
your Alpha Influence Media, that's for business owners, entrepreneurs who are looking to grow their own podcasts, right? Absolutely. So if you were looking to, to grow your podcast, really um, take it to the next level so you can focus in on your content and then be able to get connected with the right people. Um, so for instance, Callie, we've got a couple guests on his podcast. Um, cool thing about it was one of them actually had a mastermind of about 3,500 people and they liked each other so much. They recorded the episode and then he's like, hey, you know, Callie, I'd like you to come out to my mastermind event and uh, speak over here. So it was one where like they collaborated, they did that, they started building off of there. Um, and that's part of the goal, you know, is being able to connect people. Yeah, you know, we always can do that. We can always get on these podcasts. Um, it's tedious. It takes time. But at the same time, like if you can just show up, do what you do and then be like, hey, bro, me and you are going to talk again, you know, but next time we're going to do this, like it just speeds up the time for you, you know, so all you got to do is the work. That's why we say we do the ads as well, because you can go on all the shows, uh, but it still takes time to blow your podcast up. So that's where, you know, putting a little bit of ads, just kind of like Facebook ads, it drags more traffic to you, which is going to do it a lot faster. Love it. So someone's listening like, hey, this sounds pretty good. Like I should use this for my own business podcast. Where can they find you? Absolutely. So easiest way to find me, um, Instagram, Alundis underscore Havens, everything else, the Winner's Paradigm podcast or Alundis Havens. Awesome. And we didn't talk about it at all, but what is Winner's uh, Paradigm podcast? Absolutely. So the Winner's Paradigm podcast is about recalibrating your mindset. So really talking about the things me and you did, uh, talking about, you know, mindset back then and kind of how was I resourceful? How was I driven? You know, how do you get through some of those things? Me opening up on that personal level. Um, that kind of was the, the start for me, but it was really mm -hmm. awesome. You know, talking to entrepreneurs, really thinking like, hey, we're more similar than we think with other people. And these are the same principles that even if you had a good life, you know, you're dealing with certain things that I did, or maybe you went through something I didn't go through. Um, so it's just collectively like learning, becoming that better person. So we can mirror ourselves with our definition of success. Awesome. I love that. Awesome. And Linda, the last question I have for you is, uh, is there something that you wished I had asked you or that you wanted to revisit before we closed out today? He's thinking. <laughs> I, yeah, I got nothing clever. Radio, radio sounds. Like, you didn't disconnect. We're still here. <laughs> he's, he's thinking hard. I was pretending that I was frozen. <laughs> Not editing that. <laughs> no? Good? That, that's it? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. That's it, bro. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> awesome well everyone thank you for listening to subject change and Linda, thank you for joining us i appreciate you brother thank you thank you for listening to subject change please like subscribe leave a review of our podcast and if you have any questions if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about drop us a message or an email and let us know be happy to, to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.